Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Yeah, you've been benefiting from Sean Payton. A lot of your success happened with Payton. If you go prior to Peyton when he was in Seattle, what was going on up there? I'm telling you, man, I done did all of the research. I was like, dude, man, it's, I, 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 nobody took a look at it because things were different. But when Den- Dennis Allen brought it all to light. All right, so anyway, shout out to the fan, man. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Brent, thank you for the super chat, my friend. He says, I wanted um, <laughs> Michael Myers to come, when, to come when Loomis shows himself, but looks like Chucky might. Show is <laughs> yeah, no Michael Myers, but Chucky, he definitely might be on the way. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. I want to say thank you, thank you very much for me up me back to this All right, he said they said they don't play for us because they play for God. Big Q, come on, man. Did they really say? I, I think I remember him saying that, bro. Man, you play, we don't play for them, we play for us. I say, dude, see, it'll, it'll come out. You let them just let them talk enough. It'll pop out. But the, the reality is, like, you know, you you play for the people, you know, because they're they're playing, they're paying you to play. The team get the money from the people, from the supporters. They pay the players. The players play for the team. The team's supposed to represent the city. They play for you. That's how it's supposed to go. If anybody, if any, you got players that's playing for themselves over you. It could be problems here because, see, the coach is supposed to get all that worked out. See, there's no bigger person in this matrix except for you. Even though the you afford the players a lifestyle, they otherwise probably wouldn't be able to live without you, your support overall. Just keeping it, keeping it funky. You know, if they if they didn't think so, they would do something else that would benefit them at this level, which, you know. How many things there are to benefit them at that level, which they don't. But the support is what you give them that makes these their lifestyle possible. So if anything, you would want to ingratiate yourself to the support base. Thank you for this, Brandon. I want to say thank you, thank you very much for picking me up and me back to this world. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Jack says, uh, Chucky coming for DA2. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, yes. And, and like I said, fam, y'all got any questions, y'all throw them in the chat, man. I'm going to get ready to end the stream in a few minutes. But listen, all I'm saying is this. It's like the whole the, the whole Chucky situation and John Gruden. John Gruden has a court case with the NFL right now. So it is got, that's going to be interesting to see. He has to get that cleared up before he before the Saints take a job. He takes a job with the Saints. That has to be settled and out of the way. And um, that has to take its course first. But, you know, I think this is just me. I don't think the the John Gruden thing is a Dennis Allen or a Mickey Loomis thing because that don't fit their behaviors. That don't fit. This is a Derek Carr operation. That's the reason why Chucky was in here in here before. That's that's a Derek Carr idea. All of that's being pushed by Derek Carr. Derek Carr wants Chucky. He, he he's the reason why he was here the, the two previous times. And he's the reason why the saints have an interest in him because they are trying to do everything they can to make Derek Carr happy and getting John Gruden as an offensive assistant or 
am I thinking, could be a co-coordinator, just like the Saints had co-coordinators under Dennis Allen in the first year when he couldn't pick between one or the other. He just had a coach, a coach job. He had Ryan Nielsen and Coach Richard as coordinators or co-coordinators. Could be the same thing, but with the offense this time. You can make Gruden a co-coordinator with, with Carmichael. Because I really don't think they get rid of P. Carmichael. They don't have any incentive to. They give you basically the context clues at the end of the season when he was talking about how good the offense started looking over the last five games. That was an indication right there that they wasn't going to get rid of P. Carmichael. You know, Carberry more than likely will probably take a job somewhere else. But in the end, you know, they're looking for Gruden because that's a car operation. Carr wants him here. All right. So anyway. Uh, infamous says uh, we wasted three first round picks on Davenport and Peyton Turner. <laughs> yeah, Davenport was an unmitigated bust, and they remember the Saints when they drafted Peyton Turner. They saying he reminded him of Marcus Davenport, and I said at the time when it happened, why are we drafting players that look like Davenport when Davenport didn't do a damn thing? Shouldn't we be drafting players that remind us of Cam? You know, it's a it's a it's a template you're supposed to draft for, right? And we have success with certain templates. We need to start looking at players that look like that player and not look like a busted ass player. Because I'm going to be honest with you. The Peyton Turner pick is lining up just like Marcus Davenport. So they will write as rainwater in terms of that. This Just to keep it real with you on that. High student says uh, Dumas. <laughs> Dumas. That's a good one. It's getting $70 million a year from the city. Is he? I don't know his contract, bro. I remember some time ago, I used to be on that number stuff. But I started kind of dialing back on what they make because it just pisses me off. Because based on what we, Mickey Loomis to me, Dumas, that's a good one, student. That's a good one. Dumas. <laughs> so y'all fantastic with these nicknames, man. Yeah, Mickey Dumas is a... Is a a guy that I really do believe he has way too much power in that building. He's way too comfortable to be behaving like this, talking like he talking. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. I don't like his measurements and his movements. Maybe he can act like that. If his coach was doing something, his coach is not doing anything. And even though Dennis Allen did something positive for himself, when he finished nine and eight, the team was super talented. He was you know, it's just a weak schedule and a super talented team. Get some nine wins. Can he do it again next year? I, I don't know. I really don't know. And I probably, I, I would have to say no to it because they can't beat the good teams. Not because of talent. A lot of this is that they've been out coached. They've been out hearted. They've been out hustled. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of stuff going on. And remember, regardless or not, the reason why I really want Dennis Allen going is because you can't shake the logic about the head coach, the the team mimics the ideology of the head coach and his measurements, his movements. It mirrors it. So you got a schizophrenic team operating. It, that, that's, an, that's an encumbrance every time. We don't need that. We need somebody who has, who has leadership ability that won't backstab. We need a guy that's incomparable. You need a guy that, 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 that's going to run your team that has a unshakable work mentality, a uh, 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 drive, a determination, and an ethical system that is above reproach. That's what we need. We don't need a weasel with a backstabby way that throws his team under the bus to apologize to the most hated rival the team has. I don't need that, and I don't want that. And that just was not a good look. All right. 
All right, so anyway, Kevin says, uh, what is the fantasy about Carr? Is he, he's average at best. I don't know, man. I think um I think Carr could work if you have him in a certain like if you if you have a running game and you take the pressure off a of car, use your running attack, you could have success with Carr. The problem is like se- several games during the season, Kev, you would see um the Saints try to use Carr to win the game and he couldn't. I would say at the time he doesn't know enough of the offense to win these games, and he would fail. But the Saints also didn't give him a running attack to help back counterbalance it. It was just like, we're going to have you throw the ball 40 times a game, and it didn't work. And the guy supposedly was hurt. So, like I said, man, at the end of the day, I just I think that the Saints really need to evaluate the head coaching position, which they won't. They just think they see it as a personnel issue that we just need these guys. And if we have these guys, we'll win the two more games that we need to be relevant again. They don't see, he don't see, Mickey Loomis, Dumas, uh, doesn't see that the issues that, that his head coach is lacking those intangible things. I mean, the dude is literally, literally blind to the fact that Dennis Allen, I don't know if he thinks, nobody thinks Dennis Allen is Sean P, but in Mickey Loomis' eyes, the way he's operating, I don't think he could tell the difference. Like he thinking Dennis is good on defense and P. Carmichael's good on offense, and that should work. And we've had two years of funk. So something's not working. So what they do? Oh, we just got to draft better. Oh, we got to just sign a few more people and we'll make it. Talent's not the issue. And the fact that they don't realize that, that the issue is with the the management, the coach and his miss and Dennis Allen mismanaging the resources of the team. If they can't see that, bro, what do you expect me to the the you know, to say about him. We, we've been saying we've been right. We've been vindicated. We've been a hundred percent, a thousand percent right all season long. And they've been dead wrong. They failed. They are failures and they continue to act like failures. So what am I supposed to say about that? And I'm not going to feed y'all the belly goods. I'm not going to tell you some lies and say, Hey, y'all know what? They're going to turn it all around tomorrow. I can't tell you that because there is no proof that, you know, that the, the, the intangibles matter leadership, accountability, uh, attention to detail, discipline, that stuff matters. And we don't have enough of that to go against some of the best teams in the NFL who have an overabundance of that stuff, you know? So, you know, I, that's, that's what it is. All right. Anyway, what's up, tragic shout out to you, bro. How you doing? Kevin says it can't work. He doesn't scan the field cue. He, he, it, the thing is taking the ball out of his hands, Kevin, you can't get rid of him, bro. I hear you. You can't get rid of him, bro. It, it, we we stuck the car. You stuck. He you stuck the car. You just hope and pray. And I'm sorry to even even throw it out like that, but you got to hope and pray to do do his job and have and you find a coach that press him on it. And the the the, the whole Gruden thing is that Gruden is a guy that a lot of the stuff I just told you about. He has that. He has the leadership. He has accountability. He has discipline. He also has a lot of negative other stuff that a lot of people don't want around here. You know, you know, he, he can, it could be problematic to a degree of how the team receives him after what was heard in those emails, you know? So there's a lot, there's some issues, but he, as a football coach, Gruden has accountability. He has discipline. He has attention to detail. He knows offenses and he operates with the same mentality as Sean Payton in terms of having that alpha dog mentality. Now, it's an interesting mix because if you can take Gruden 
and what he has that is positive and add it in what they have right now, will that kind of bring the Saints back around and, you know, whatnot? I don't know. That is very crazy. I ain't, I ain't going to say crazy, but it will be a unique experiment to do because you you pull Sean out and then you drop Gruden there and then Gruden's not going to run Sean Payton's system. He's going to change it up. So this it's going to, it's going to be different. You know, that system is going to be different. It's not going to be a Sean Payton offense. You have Pete Carmichael, who I'm thinking they'll keep. And if they do add Gruden with him, they'll mix principles. But who has the ultimate saying in the offense? Will it be Pete or will it be Gruden? I say it'll be the guy that is closest to Derek Carr, which would be Gruden. Because that's who won't Gruden here is Carr. It's all about pleasing Carr. This is not a Mickey Loomis, Dennis Allen idea. This is Derek Carr saying he wants him, and they're doing what they can do to get him. That's what this is. That's what's going on. Now, it is crazy enough where it can work, but it's so volatile it might not. So what it does perform is it gives the Saints a, if something fall apart, it gives them an interim coach. That's what basically it does. So if Dennis Allen doesn't work and he gets fired within the first six or seven games of the season and Gruden is actually there, it gives Gruden an opportunity to get back in the lead as a head coach. Because I'm pretty sure if if it doesn't work and in seven, eight games into the season, they finally pull the trigger and fire Dennis Allen, that's going to be in Gruden's there. He's going to take it. <laughs> he's going to take over. So uh, Dennis Allen is not foolish. Enough. I don't know if Dennis, I don't think Dennis Allen played chess. He probably somewhere playing uh, uh, hungry, hungry hippos. When people are playing chess, he playing hungry, hungry hippos somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't playing he ain't playing checkers like they say well i'm playing chess you over there playing checkers nah they over there playing chess and he over there playing hungry hungry hippos let me tell you something that's what dennis allen at. i mean it is what it is i'm sorry all right slim says Groot might be a two-time champ if it wasn't for the dumb yeah, indeed bro that was a very bad rule kev said did he really uh uh dearly one through slim the dungeon team yeah, he he won with Don, uh, Tony. He won that Tampa Bay Buccaneers championship. That was Tony Dungy's team. That was absolutely Tony Dungy's team. That was absolutely Tony Dungy's team. No doubt about it. You know, and that ain't even something that's debatable. Uh, J uh, J Rod says I don't. Rod out says I don't really. I fully understand contract, but why wasn't Carr signed to a one year prove it contract? Seems really stupid to give him as much as they did. Look at Baker. Yeah, I know, bro. The Baker snafu. Indeed, they asked Mickey Loomis about that, and Mickey Loomis didn't like it. He he had a little snarty way of of, of talking about it. You can't judge them. Well, you gotta understand. You can't judge them the same way. You know, it's a kind. It's things are different. And even though Baker's doing good, you know, any of see. They were showing that you over what they were saying at the time that he overspent, which if you compare the two, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are making out on a, making out like a bandit. They got Baker Mayfield on a cheap contract. And even if they do resign him, he won't cost them no, nearly no $150 million over four years. And Baker has them in the next round of the playoffs. Hell, Baker and them won tonight. They beat the hell out of which McCall tonight. Shit, Baker beat the uh beat the uh Eagles 32 to 9 tonight. So yeah, they winning, they winning big time. No, they wasn't gonna do that because Derek Carr didn't want a one-year prove it deal. Carr wanted his money, and the Saints said how much, and they were trying to give it get him traded, 
during the season, he shut down the trade. Then he went somewhere else to see if he could try to get the money. And ultimately he decided to sign with the saints. The saints wasn't going to give Derek Carr a prove a deal in their minds. Derek Carr was the answer to the saints going to the super bowl for real. They believed that he was the guy and Dennis Allen then went all the way in on him. And we are ended up with nine and eight wins. We're nine and eight and we missed the playoff for two straight years. So, you know, it is what it is. All right. Barbara says, how would some players feel about Chuck Q? That's what I'm saying. You know, Barbara, when I made mention of the, that, that could be an issue. It's so volatile and it's, it is, it's so unpredictable. It's crazy because one moment, like I said, he has, he, him and Sean Payton, if y'all watch coach Payton and you watch coach Gruden, those guys mentality wise are like almost the same. You know, John Payton's kind of crazy and throw it off. He's not as crazy and throw it off as Chucky with the faces and everything. But we talking about football. Those guys come from the same tree. They're they're football, like offensive-minded geniuses. They have alpha dog mentality. They both believe in discipline. You know, they both believe in attention to detail. They're both really good coaches in that regard. But, like, when you get a Gruden based on what was happening – that could be problematic because everybody know he, what he said in those emails. How did you get over that? Now, you know, the guy can apologize, you know, and, and but there's going to be some friction there to start off. So that, that's the whole thing about all that's going on. I know they're going to have some reactions and people don't really like Dennis Allen like that. It's still a split in the locker room to hell with what Mickey Loma's talking about. Oh, that's just stupid. I ain't saying it's a split in the locker room. It's just stupid to say that. That's what he says. That's how he talks. He talks and says, he says, that's stupid. Who said, who talked? This this 70 year old man talking crazy like that. That's stupid. No, it's not. Your coach team just ran a play without his permission. You talking, sit up here talking about it. Well, it wasn't malicious. Don't matter if it was malicious or not, bro. If, if, If a respected coach says kneel on the ball, they supposed to kneel on it, right? Bottom line. If they don't kneel on the ball and they run the play without your permission, dog, that's that's them not listening to you. That's not stupid. And for him to say that, he shows that his supreme stupid bias for Dennis Allen, and he's so biased for Dennis Allen and so arrogant and ignorant toward Dennis Allen that he won't see any logic. That's why I'm not I'm, I'm not even approaching him with logic anymore because he's operating out of arrogance and you're not supposed to be doing that. But, it, you know, we'll see how it all did. But it's crazy, man. I'm just keeping it real. I'm saying the stuff that he says. He said that during the season, all this craziness. And I sit here and cover it. I'm like, what did this dude just say? It, that's what he does. Talks crazy. Talks crazy. Says stuff. It's stupid to believe that. It's stupid to say that. You know, the team is lying. That the coach lost the team. You know, I, 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 oh, that's crazy. That's stupid to say that. No, it's not. It's not stupid. Not at all. Not at all. It's stupid for a coach to apologize to the hated rival team and throw his team under the bus. That's stupid. I agree with you on that. If that's what you meant, but in terms of it being a split in the locker room, oh, there's definitely a split. There's definitely a split going on here, and we've been knowing that. Because how you know? Because look how the team plays. Look how the team plays, man. Guys are not totally bought in on them because they don't trust them. He's a liar. He's a backstabber, and that's that's what happens. But but thank you for the question, Rod. Uh, Jay Rod out, man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, they, they they couldn't sign him. He didn't want them on a one year prove. He wouldn't sign with the Saints on a one year prove it deal. The Saints that was that gung ho after that dude. They were gung ho after him. 
All right, Jack says, without Peyton, nobody knows a player's true. And yes, so much I can't overemphasize how much it meant when they pulled Sean Payton when he left there. And there was nobody to take. And I wasn't anticipating people taking his place. But they know his philosophies. They know his scheme, his, his X's and O's. But they could not reproduce the discipline. They could not reproduce the attention to detail. They couldn't produce the accountability. They couldn't produce the intangibles that you would need to hold teams together to make to, 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 to build the brand. They didn't have none of that. This was a great experiment too to see how a team would be without its coach. Like you all the head coach, all the assistants are there. Because it's not like this was a supreme, unique experiment that we witnessed in the in the in the New Orleans Saints building. And I'm saying that because the coach did not go to another job where he took assistant coaches with him. He left to the booth and started talking about football on television. He left all of those guys behind all of his staff, his most of all of those, um, those, uh, the players, all of his assistant coaches that he brought together. He left them all there. The majority of them were there. His players, his philosophy, Everything was there and he went to television, then went to Denver after a year. So everybody was still there and the team with him gone, they still not granted. He finished nine and seven his final year because he wasn't truly all dialed in. We covered that during the time when Sean Payton told Jay Glazer in November of that year when he was retiring, when there was still plenty of football games to, you know, to fight for that he was going to retire which Sean Payton would have literally hammered the hell out and put in a doghouse a player that he that was on his squad talking to reporters about retirement. And they were supposed to be in the in the, they were literally in the heat of fighting for a playoff spot when he was talking about retirement to p- reporters telling Jay Glazer that he would be the one that provided the scoop. I covered all that at the time. So the nine to seven year. And then the next year, the saints went all out in free agency. They had Jarvis Landry, Tyron Matthew. They did the draft. They did all this other stuff and they re you know, went after Deshaun Watson. That didn't work. They re-signed Jameis. Can he, you know, he had several injuries, all this kind of stuff happened and they failed. They went, they went backwards to seven and 10. Then they came back at it this, this past year with the same philosophy and they got two wins on an easy schedule but they could not win, which they were supposed to in a week NFC South didn't work. Didn't make any sense. But at the end of the day, what do you need to do now to change? You know, cause you got to look at that. You know what? We, we did this last year. These people don't have the vision to even look at what they're doing family for real. And it's not really that hard. It's not hard to go and look at your team and say, we need this, that, and third. These people are not, keeping it real because they're not operating with the right energy. They're not operating with, I really want to find out why we're not making the playoffs. They, they're not operating with it. He's operating with, I made this call. I'm keeping my coach. I ain't firing no coach. I'm keeping this guy. And if y'all don't like it, whatever, that's his philosophy. That's Dumas's philosophy. Kevin says, Warren Sapp mama could have coached. It. <laughs> Jack says, Winston is one for one for TD's calling play. So let's get with that. And let him call the plays. I don't know if James is going to be here. I know his contract, they restructured his contract, but he could be a cut, you know, a June 1st cut. 
You know, I, I'm I, that's what my feeling is, is that I think that's what's going to end up happening. Uh, that's not that expensive, Kevin. That 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 uh, Baker Mayfield contract is pretty inexpensive, man. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can get. Yeah, his contract is. Hold on. It's not very pricey, bro. I mean, he made bank with Cleveland when he came out, but after they traded him, he kind of dropped way down there. But uh, hold on, let me see. Let me pull it up. It's four years. One one year, $4 million is his contract with Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield's contract with Tampa Bay is a one-year deal estimated at $4 million. One year, four million. That is Baker Mayfield's contract. I think they did really well. Shout out to Tampa Bay, man. Shout out to Tampa Bay. What's up, Darrell? Shout out to you, fam. It's not hard, Q, but they too busy chasing the ghosts of Sean Payton. And that's the and 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 when and when I started looking at what's happening with Mickey Loomis and how he behaves, and that's when I really stop really liking Mickey Loomis, you know, like respecting him like that. When he started talking the way he'd been talking this elitist talk, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. All this kind of weird speak and everything, you know, when people ask him about quarterbacks, well, it's the middle of the season. It's not the middle of the season at the time, Mickey. It was like two weeks before the season ends. They asked him about a quarterback. You're asking me to comment on something dealing with a quarterback at the end of the season. And we're right at the, we're right in the middle of the season. And I'm not going to do that. What is this Mickey Loomis or, or Steve Urkel? What the hell going on here, man? But that's how he would talk. He talked really weird, elitist, uh, uh, arrogant. And I don't like that, man. I don't like how he dealt with the people all this season. I didn't like it. Then I realized that this damn guy operating out of arrogance. He picked this guy. And regardless of how you feel about it, he's going to keep him. Even if he tearing the team up and wasting time, he don't care. That's why I was telling people, it's an exercise and he think it's a game, but it's an exercise between what he's doing and what the, in the support of the, of the, of the people It's what it is. That's what he did. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. What's up, John? Shout out to car to John Dillon, John Dillon. He get, yeah, he robbing, <laughs> he robbing. Boy, I'll tell you what, John, he, he got a big pistol on the saint boy. Let me tell you something. He got a huge pistol on the saints. I ain't gonna lie, he 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 jacking them for everything they got right now. $150 million for nine wins. And they boy, they was smiling to the to the to the hilt. I'm like, man, that's not how it's supposed to go. You know, but you know, Barbara says uh Allen's fractured is not holding car accountable in poor play. Exactly. That's the whole point. Like when we talked about some of this stuff, it's like, does Dennis Allen doesn't hold car responsible when he's staring down the field, when he's throwing pick sixes. But when he has a good performance on the field, he goes to the media and tell them, how about Derek Carr? Even though you don't pinpoint and call out rest of them, he went to them and made a point to pinpoint and talk about how good Carr's performance is for one of those games. But when Carr threw the pick six in the Atlanta game and was responsible for the loss of the game, he when they asked about, oh, we lose as a team. See, this is, this is hypocrisy. That's the type of lame brain, up and down, bullshit type of stuff that people don't like you you try to protect car when he picks six in it but when he throws two two or three touchdowns or, oh we gotta he goes up to the press and how about car 
And you got to give him credit. He did such and such. That don't make any sense to me. That doesn't make any sense. You got it with, you have to be consistent with it. And that type of stuff shows it's a bias toward him. Like they even form around him, protecting him from criticism. You can't coddle these guys. If cars staring out on the field, you have to call them out and you have to get them to fix that or stop that. You don't coddle him, you know, and then players are fussing at him and all this kind of stuff. And he takes Carr's side. He never went against Carr. Even when the wide receiver with Chris Olave, oh, that was Chris Olave ran the wrong right. You will never hear Carr, uh, Mickey Loomis or Dennis Allen ever say something wrong about Derek Carr. And whatever he wants, he gets just like Chucky. This Chucky thing is Derek Carr. It's all Derek Carr. They're doing it for Derek Carr. They ain't smart enough to say, you know what? Let's go get drunk. No, the Chucky thing is all Carr because he wants Carr. Carr wants Gruden here in the building with him, which could work. Like I said, because Chucky has the things that Coach Payton used to have. He has the ch- a championship acumen. He has uh, discipline for the game. If you ever go watch, go back and watch his QB school and listen to him break down film and ask questions, he knows the hell out of offenses and he can put stuff together. And he's very accountable. He got a tough style to him to keep people accountable. So it could work in theory. But like I said, it's not all about theory. It's also how he fits there with what went on with everything and, you know, with the players and everything. See, it's a all it's a it's a dynamics all around this stuff that we gotta account for. It's it's a very unique situation, to be honest with you, fam. Jack says they did everything not to mention him missing dude left and right. Shahid no, I know, bro. You're absolutely right. You're right. You are absolutely right on that. What's up, Gardner? Shout out to you, bro. Says no one should have guaranteed job. And no, but Mickey Loomis, bro, damn near got one. Like he is untouchable. He I talked, and I was saying, I said that I was like, this dude, do you really believe that if Tom Benson was still drawing breath on this earth, that Mickey Loomis would behave in this way? Hell no, he wouldn't. Mickey Loomis wouldn't be he'd be he'd be uh as humble as a church mouse if Tim Tom Benson was drawing there and walking this planet. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.